cash in the game. The Mandalorian is great in the new series and the... Let's check out what's new in the world of pop culture with your hosts, John, Tim, and Quentin, and a podcast we call Rewind and Rewind. I just want to start this off and just say that Macabre Brooks has the sexiest uh, radio voice ever, and he should have a podcast. Um, but we are back with another episode, and we're a little off schedule because I had a very busy week, and the other guys were super cool about it. But um, I have, as usual, Tim. Hey, everybody. My name is Nathan Fielder. I also have Q with me. Oh, it's up, Tart Bakers. <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. I get that one now. <laughs> um, today we're going to be covering a very, uh, I guess, deep, thoughtful, and uh, probably very trippy topic. Um, but before we really get into it, um, you probably already know because we're going to, you know, post it and tell you what we're talking about. But uh, before we get into it. We're going to do a little bit of catch-up, because we haven't talked for a while. Um, so Q, I haven't talked to you for a while. How have you been? Uh, pretty good. I just finished my semester. Now I uh, I just work and play skateboards. I can, the, like, uh... I can... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Huh? Oh, no, I was going to say, I can be like a piece of shit and just like not do anything for a night and then not <laughs> feel guilty about it. It's really cool. <laughs> How's that rail like, doing? Oh, yeah, I made a rail. I don't know if I talked about it or not on here. It's fucking solid. <laughs> it's like the most janky thing ever. I just, yeah, I, uh, I screwed some uh, angle iron onto a two by six or four by six. And just fucking, you skate it, dude. It works. <laughs> I actually have some videos I think I'm going to post to the Instagram so uh, people can see. Because it is, it is very inventive and very, um, it works really well, though. Yeah, dude, I like, I wasn't sure if I could go to skate parks uh, like a month ago. so Or however many weeks ago it was that I built that. So I was just like, Ugh, I think it depends on make what area Skate park. In. Yeah, I don't know. No, they're I, all like, globally. They're all filled in with sand. So, yes, every <laughs> skate park. They were doing that in California, right? Yeah, yeah. they're filming. And then there. kids, kids just brought their motorcycles. I mean, and they were dirt biking in the skate parks. You could have came down here uh, to Madaryville and skated the skate park over here. I haven't seen anybody I forget, there. I forget that you have a skate park. You should come and check it out. It's actually like kind of nice. It's got like um, it's got a couple of rails. It's got a stick, like a little like three. Why stair. the fuck does your little ass town have a skate? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't. It's mainly the goofiest. I you know I didn't want to say it, but well, I was gonna make I, a joke. Well, John, John was talking about like its features, and I was gonna make a joke. It's like yeah, we got the communal pipe that we all use, <laughs> and not I've the half pipe. Found, I've only found one spoon. Oh, like maybe it was used for out. soup. 
Maybe it was a soup spoon. Flattened out and curved in. Maybe they're just using it for, like, really hot pudding. Yeah, that too. Okay, yeah. Keep thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't um, help that there's a bag of cotton balls next to it. Yeah, that's to suck up the soup that you can't get with the spoon. <laughs> and then you, like, eat fucking, you just, you know, you squeeze it out in your mouth. We found, like, soup balls here and there that are, like not inflated like we're never inflated you know how you can tell like a balloon's been inflated before yeah like there's a lot that have not been inflated that just like kind of lay around over by the railroad tracks out by me um i don't know if little kids are just running around with balloons and dropping them or if that is used for some kind of drug use around here but uh, Um, either way it's unsettled nitrous oxide Ah. I thought it was because heroin came in balloons. Heroin does, right? Yeah, that's why there's that big. That's why the thing in uh, the thing happens in Pulp Fiction. I feel right? like I feel yeah. like it depends. I feel like it depends on who you're buying your heroin from. Not everybody's gonna want to spend the money on balloons to give you heroin. Yeah, but what what's the cheaper alternative to balloons? A fucking plastic bag. <laughs> you just Tear I don't off know. I feel like they're probably similar in price. You can buy a pretty decent sized bag of you know little cheap ass balloons. I don't know. I'm not a balloon expert, so uh, I don't know the prices. I don't either. I'm also not a heroin expert, but maybe we'll do an yeah, episode me- one time and try it out. I've watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> I know a little bit of something about the drug game. <laughs> Dude, Breaking Bad makes heroin really appealing until the one girl dies. Kinda. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, Jesse's just straight vibing, dude. Hell yeah. And then the girl throws up and, and then fucking there's like, chokes. I think, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a hard cut from, like, his trip to her, like, starting to throw up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I still need to watch that through. I got, like, halfway through the first season and kind of just, like... Started watching some other stuff, and I've never picked it back up. That's because the first season is by far the slowest season. Yeah, it takes a lot to pay to, off. Yeah, I gotta push through, and then I think it's a I'd slow burn. Hooked. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so my week was uh bad. Not it's not bad, just boring as fuck. I've been trying to uh code again, put my degree to use. And that's hard, easier said than done when you haven't coded in about half a year and you have to update all of your development environments one by one. Oh, God. Which takes like an hour each almost. It sucks. It's not fun. Yeah. That sounds boring. Just and then I about found all those out, updates. I found out that Amazon doesn't let you scrape uh, front-end HTML anymore. So that sucked. <laughs> I was trying to work on a project to like track amazon prices and then i couldn't get any returns and i was like what the fuck's going on so i did something that i know knew would work and then it was like all i got was this apparently a page that said for information on automating using amazon api go to this and i was like that's not the web page i put in what the fuck is this <laughs> and then it hit me that they're fucking redirecting you if they detect that you're trying to automate huh so that's fun. But the, every other video on the YouTube's like 
three months old, so they must have just fucking done it. I wonder yeah, if... Actually, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Quinn. No, when you try to do that, Jeff Bezos comes to your house and fucking will put a bullet through your parents' heads. Don't if you try to do fuck. any any automation <laughs> on his website, he's just going to be like, nobody. Do you really think he's going to come there and burst him? Like, he has so much money, he just have, like, the U.S. He Army has to. to he's contractually obliged to fight me one-on-one with his wonky eye. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do it he has enough money that he'll just pay off the police force it's fine yeah i mean that's fair but, point if, he, too. but if he thinks he's, he's gonna win if he thinks it's gonna be easy he's wrong <laughs> tim is a master of ninjutsu yeah that's the one i thought i watched I thought all you were of more Naruto, of a genjutsu so. kind of guy well i'm a man of multiple <laughs> talents <laughs> Taijutsu, you name it. I can do it. Oh, shit. Listen, when you've watched all of Naruto multiple times, you pick some stuff up. I mean, I remember when I was younger and I could do the whole hand signal thing for uh, the fire breath that Sasuke could do. Yeah, of course because you could. I, like, I looked it up and I was like, oh, I gotta do this. That was a weird kid. We also knew the whole fusion dance too, on DBZ. That's, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> you've done it with me, Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> oh man! So uh, you guys do anything else this week, or want to shout anything mm. out? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll say that I found this very interesting new YouTube channel who makes these like very extended kind of video essay documentaries, and I think a lot of work goes into them. So I don't think he puts them out very often. But it's Lemino L E M M I N O. Um, I think his latest one was. I I don't remember what his latest one to be was to be quite honest with you, but he did a. Like a deep dive trying to find the origin of the Universal S. That like pointy S oh. that everyone knows how to draw. Yeah, I know who this is. Yeah, so I watched that. <laughs> it turns out it's just as predictable as we everyone figured. It's just graffiti culture. Oh, yeah. I kind of always just assumed. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, uh, I mean, you see graffiti culture, and I feel like that was a staple for a long time. Yeah, to make like symmetrical letters. So yeah, but um, he does a lot of other cool things. Uh, I cannot think of what his most recent one is for the life of me, but they're all very good. So nice. give them a watch. Listen. Smell nice. <laughs> uh, my week has been completely chaotic and busy. I don't know how, um, but me and Carly were just talking about how we just got busy all of a sudden with a bunch of projects and stuff. But we're trying. We're finally slowing down, which is nice. But um, in my meantime, I finished up Midnight Gospel, which took me way longer than I thought it would. Um, because of the, my amount of time. And then I also have been replaying Halo. And uh, 
my big reason behind that is a new one comes out in December still, so kind of got to, you know, I've been playing them chronologically to get the order correct. So that's about yeah, it. Yeah, but is it really the same when you're doing the Warthog run and then you don't have me as a co-op partner anymore? Not really. Like, I remembered it being, like, a lot harder and a lot more <laughs> Yeah, because we were fun. stupid fucking kids <laughs> who would just make up our own shit to do. I didn't realize how young we were. Yeah, came we out. probably shouldn't have been playing Halo when that game came out. God, no. It was, like, 2009, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, like, we were little babies. Like, I just, I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, I remember getting it when it came out, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot different playing through that last Warthog mission. It was, it was weird because I was like, man, this is really easy. And I kept fucking up and flipping, like, my Warthog <laughs> over. And I was like, oh, I can just flip it back over and keep going. And I was like, I'm going to fail this mission. And then I was like, I finished with, like, four minutes left. It was ridiculous. Hell so, yeah. But that's all I've been really doing. I've been I I'm finishing Reach Up right now. I'm gonna move on to two and then ODST. But yeah. That's my that that was uh my last week or two or whatever. But uh if you guys don't have anything to add, I guess uh we'll take a little trip for some business, get an ad done, and uh, start getting into the topic. Well, all right, I think uh, we're back, and I hope everyone's back. I don't know. I hope no one got stuck in the ad. But uh, today's topic, like I said, you probably know it already, but I think it's pretty close to Quentin's heart because it's uh, one of, uh, I feel like, Quentin's like celebrity friends at this point. Um, that we're really talking about, uh, but we're gonna get into the Midnight Gospel. Uh, this is a series that's like a crazy psychological adventure with um, some deep conversations and deep thinking thoughts, and it was uh, like a mind meld between Duncan Trussell and Pendleton Ward, and I'll get into them in a few. But um, I kind of, I know Quentin's told this story before, but have you, I want you to tell your background on, how, like, your Duncan Trussell, um, like, weird story, I guess. Um, so I've been listening to his podcast, The Duncan Trussell Family Hour, since, I don't even fucking know, It's it's been a while. I mean, he's got like 300 um, plus episodes, so it's got to be a while. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start I when he like started. I feel like it's been like about a year and a half since Quentin started talking about it, but that yeah, that's may just right. be misremembering. That sounds about right. I feel like I always have a gestation period before I talk about something that I like to people do. Got to make oh, sure weird. I really like it, you know? <laughs> but, so yeah, I started listening. I. Uh, it's fucking it's a great podcast probably my favorite definitely my favorite podcast in the world uh so now i follow duncan on like a bunch of different social medias one of those is youtube he did a live stream one day and i was just like hey man i'm about to go skate can you give me a blessing and he gave me a blessing 
on the stream and then I went out and tried to ollie like a seven stair and I snapped my board so like Duncan fucking he sent me a skateboard he just he like DM'd me he's like hey send me a link for a comparable skateboard my blessing sucked I was like what <laughs> um and now I now I send him skate videos every now and again because he, he told me to send him skate videos I, uh... when he sent me the board I have some videos of Quentin skating with said skateboard, so I will post those. And maybe does he have an Instagram? Yes, I would assume so. Well, oh, if yeah, he does. He does. I, I followed uh, it the other day. Oh, okay. oh, nice. Awesome. Oh wait, yeah, he really does. Try. I follow him. I follow okay. him. I'll tag him. Silly in me, so that maybe he can. Um, we can get somebody real listening to us instead of a bunch of people from weird countries. Uh, Let's not try to abuse the man. <laughs> you know. No. He already I'm did kidding. enough. <laughs> he yeah. gave me a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding, obviously. He doesn't have time for that. Fucking yeah. I don't know, he might. Who knows? Quarantine baby. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot of nowadays we have a lot of time for a lot of different things. So <laughs> is it weird to is it like wild that uh, you have now have a skateboard from a podcast host you really like, who also worked with like an animator who made one of the biggest shows of our like teenage years. Yeah, dude, it's really fucking. I don't know. I guess you could call it not a synchronous. I don't know what you want to call it, but like, holy fuck, dude, it's wild. Uh, like, yeah, Adventure Time was like probably me and Tim used to fucking hang out and watch that like every every week, every week when the new episode would come out. I feel like, or I would yeah, record that's, it that's or something accurate, and we'd yeah. watch it, but yeah, dude. So like just the fact that they made a show together was wild. And the day that the show got announced, like Netflix finally announced it was the day that I finally listened to the first Pendleton Ward interview that Duncan did with him. And I was like, what's going on, man? I'm going to have to listen to that. Um, there's a couple interview. different ones yeah that's what i was reading about earlier but i was reading and i might have it in my notes i don't i don't think i do but i was reading that when Pendleton ward left um adventure time he was like i'm never doing a tv show again so i yes. feel like it's even cooler uh that he's doing this with duncan trussell because i feel like duncan trussell's giving him a lot of creative liberties and i feel like their brains work in a similar fashion to where oh absolutely because before he can't imagine what you mean by creative liberties (laughs) i i wonder what i mean like just go watch the show i guess and you'll like there's so many things two seconds in and you'll figure it out (laughs) yeah there's so many like things that aren't part of the interviews that's i was just like what the fuck is going on they oh, did, dude. I wanted to say they did a great job of adding in interviews like the podcast and then also like fun, you know, stuff that tied the story together that you were watching. Yeah. Like they did an awesome job. You really couldn't notice a lot of the times the like dude, yeah. volume so, like, differences. That was one thing that like kind of trip me out about it because like i don't i mean obviously i don't know a lot about animation but i'm assuming like like you 
I, I don't know. Like, they... The way it worked, like, they made the animation around the interview... I feel I, I I can't explain what I'm thinking right now. God damn it! I'm mad at myself. Were you thinking it's, uh, maybe like it's I, what I I'm feel thinking. like it? Yeah, I feel like they did it like backwards compared to most cartoons. Like no, I feel because like you he, had the audio first, and you had to create the story around the audio. Yeah, like I feel like you start with the story and then go to the audio. Yeah, exactly. I think they had. Or, um, I could be wrong, but I think they had like some pick like pickups where they had like they he must have called guests and been like hey can you give me like one line because there was like i was like oh there's these old episodes but they're still calling him clancy or he's like correcting him or he's correcting someone being because they called him uh Duncan. that's like, the that's that the david hilarious. nickturn episode and i literally think that was just david nickturn that was like on accident and then they're just like oh no this is funny we're gonna keep it in oh okay no, that was really funny though. I liked that part where he was just like, "Thanks for having me, Duncan." And he's like, "Who the fuck's Duncan?" Mose, you cut out on my end. Yeah, sorry. Oh no, I was saying like the part the part you guys were talking about with you know the slip up where he's saying um, that he called him Duncan, and then you know Clancy's just like, "Who the fuck's Duncan?" I just it was funny no. to me. He. He whispered, no, in the Nick Turn scene, he whispered, Clancy. Um, oh, that's... You're thinking okay. of the yeah. Ragu, Marcus, and um, what's-her-face episode. Yep, yep. I apologize. Where, the episode two, yeah, I think, is what yeah, happens. Yeah, we're at the end. Um, oh, Lord, what's her name? I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, God. I don't remember what her name was, but yeah, no, because, yeah, that was at the very end. It's like, bye, Duncan. And then he's like, who's Duncan? Yeah, that was just, it was so funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of fourth wall stuff in there that I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to get into this? I think um, I can give some background uh, to some of the guys that created the show before we kind of get, you know, deep into it. So we need a petition like we need to start a GoFundMe for John to get better internet because you just cut out again, man. I don't know what you said. (laughs) I know I live in a shitty area with like subpar internet. I apologize. (laughs) The audacity on my end is perfectly fine. So just pretend that you know what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) Whenever that happens, that's that's when you'll just hear me come out of a silence and go, Yes. Yeah, that, that's because perfect. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> but it's a good, it's a you know, it's a good comedic rule just to say yes. <laughs> it works out. All right, so I don't know why. I mean, it shows on my hand that I have fine connection, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, but I'll get into. I'm gonna go over Pendleton. Ward first and kind of give some background on him. Um, he was born on September 23rd, 1982. His birth name was actually Ward Taylor Pendleton Johnston. Um, so you can kind of see where he got his writer name from. And um, His pen name. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. 
Um, most people obviously know him as the, the creator of the Emmy award-winning series uh, Adventure Time. Uh, it aired on Cartoon Network. You can still watch it on Hulu. Um, and I, me and Carly watched through that uh, probably a month or so ago. We, we knocked that out. And um, he, what's up? Didn't he also it? do uh, – he didn't finish it, no. No, 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 I said I need, to, I need to finish the oh, show. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Didn't Pendleton also do uh, Greatest Warriors? Or, or Bravest War- Warriors. Bravest Warriors, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's, um, he's created a couple shows, and he's also done a lot of voice acting for both Cartoon Network and Frederator Studios. Um, he now supposedly i haven't really i haven't watched it but supposedly it's still running it's an internet show called bravest warriors um i don't think it airs like on tv no No. it's a web series yeah that's that's what i was reading about i need to look at it because i don't really know anything about that um but so to give a little bit of background he grew up in san antonio texas he currently resides in los angeles because that's where everyone ends up going. Uh, as a child, Ward actually never met his dad. He was raised by his mother, Betty. She was a daughter of a Texas rancher and oil man. She had been a groupie for the Steve Miller Band and sung with uh, <laughs> Joe Eiley and performed in back-off Broadway uh, rock musicals before making a living as a visual artist. Uh, she always encouraged Ward's creativity and by the time he was in first grade, he was already creating flip books from his mom's post-it notes. Uh, so he'd, you know, draw little, the flip books and stuff. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's really young to start getting into that. What, how he, old? He was in first grade. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was going to say, I, was in, I wanted to be a brief, there was a brief stint in like fourth grade where I wanted to be an animator because of Captain Underpants. Yeah, dude. And then I was I like, I suck at drawing, dude. Fuck this. I remember watching like a DBZ and I would draw those characters and I would like outline them. Yes. And stuff. And <laughs> I was like, man, this would be super cool. And then I realized that if I don't outline something, I suck ass at art. So, yeah, I don't do that. And, uh, but anyways, to get back to Mr. Ward. He, uh, he's a graduate of CalArts animation program. Um, he became interested in animation, obviously, at an early age, and he was inspired by his mom. She was also, you know, an artist, and she worked, like, when I'm saying she, like, did a living as a visual artist, she worked with a lot of animators. So that was already a big part of his life, you know, at an early age. He, um... Often worked with one of his best friends, um, Alec the Log Dog Coates, on short comic books. Uh, I just added that in there because I love the nickname the Log Dog, uh-huh. and I wanted I want to research more about how that dude got that name. You know, <laughs> um, he got offered a job at uh, Frederator Studios after the vice president Eric uh, Homan. Uh, watched some of his films when he was attending Cal Arts at some animation screenings that they had, and oh god, my notes went off off table off screen. All right, so 
he finally, um, I guess in 2002 and 2003, he started publishing a webcomic web comic called Bueno, Bear, bueno the Bear. He later took it down, so I don't know if you can find anything on it. I really couldn't. Um, but he took it down because he thought it was terrible. But he still retains the name Bueno the Bear for his website and most of his handles on you know, social media. So it's kind of cool that he keeps it with him, even though he thought it was terrible. I was about to say, I, th- I thought that was still his, uh, his thing, too. Because actually, it's funny, I've seen in a couple of, like, press, not press things, but things on, like, Twitter, like, they'll tag at Pendleton Ward, and it brings you to his old account. Yeah. Um, he created a student film that's floating around out there that Frederator Studios finally released that is called Barista, and it stars Bueno the Bear. Bueno the Bear is just proto-Finn, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. I can't put it in the Discord because I don't have my... It's not on my phone, but, like, I can mute myself and send it to the Discord in a second. It's just a little man with, like, little ears on either side of his head. Oh, so it's literally, yeah. It's yeah, it's just proto-Finn. <laughs> um... Ward continued working on short animations at Frederator Studios uh, on things like Random Cartoons, which actually aired on Nick Nicktoons Network. He uh, like the Adventure with, Time pilot. Yeah, wasn't the Adventure Time pilot on Nicktoons as well? Um, and then they I, didn't it, get didn't get picked up, and then Cartoon Network was like, "We'll do it." I don't know if they actually yes. aired it, but he Have originally ever... pitched it to Nickelodeon, and they rejected yeah. it. But it also took him a long time, supposedly, to get Cartoon Network to actually pick it up. But um, hmm. it blew, It kind of blows my mind that it took them so long because, you know, I'm kind of getting into this part of my notes, but he he did the web series or um, posted on the internet, Adventure Time, like the shorts in 2006. And by, like, November of 2007... It was like an internet phenomenon. Like it had over millions of views and people were going nuts. So it blows my mind that Nickelodeon passed on it and it took Cartoon Network um, a couple months to be actually like be like, oh, okay. So um, I don't know. That just like, I don't get how you can just be like, oh yeah, this huge thing. We're not going to cash in on it. I mean, probably at the time, they didn't think it was going to be a huge hit, you know? Yeah, Because I fair. feel like uh, Adventure Time was kind of like a surprise hit, if you will. Like, I feel like it got more popular on the internet first. Oh, yeah. Um... In 2007, he was hired um, to work on the first season of Cartoon Network's The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Uh, He was a writer and a storyboard artist, and the experience actually inspired him to approach uh, Adventure Time the exact same way once it got picked up as a series. Um, So, kind of... I didn't watch a lot of Flapjack, but like after thinking about the episodes I have seen, 
and kind of watching sense. Adventure Time. It it does. It's I did it's I quite maybe I did know that, but it's not something I retained in my memory. So that yeah, was remote. actually kind of a yeah. yeah. Um, but during the fifth season of Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward actually abruptly left. Uh, he left stating that he quit because it was driving him nuts. This is a quote, so I'll, I'll actually quote it. I quit because it was driving me nuts. For me, having quality of life outweighed the need to control this project and make it great all the time. So in like interviews after and stuff, it was just kind of like really weighing on him to have to... Um, work on this series to make it so good all the time. And I don't know. I can't remember how many seasons it ended up having. I think it was six or seven, but it kept going on. Correct. It kept going on without him. And you kind of can tell when he leaves, you know, it kind of retains some of his thoughts and, you know, everything in the show but it kind of got a little off track and um you can kind of notice that and a lot of people kind of didn't like it after he left anyways and i can kind of see ten now there were 10 seasons yeah i was off by a lot i can't believe there's 10 seasons so five seasons he just wasn't around apparently yeah but to but, be fair, um, thousands yeah, of other Cal Arts graduates work at Cartoon Network, so. Yeah, no, he worked with a lot of people that he went to school with. I was reading, like, on Flapjack, on Adventure Time, on um, that other project, the Cartoon Mania or whatever. Random sure. cartoons, sorry. But, um, so this abrupt exit left fans, like, confused and worried for the series but obviously it kept going on um he finally um you know quoted you know the quote i read he finally said in an interview with rolling stones and broke his silence because for a couple months like no one really knew why he left um he said he wasn't sad to leave or disappointed he just honestly needed he said he honestly needed to go or let it go like and I kind of respect that like you know he was looking out for his own mental well-being to instead of like trying to make this perfect show yes but um did I cut out there I don't know (laughs) there's just a silence so I did it um so yeah, that's what I have on Pendleton Ward. Um, if you guys have anything fun to add about him, you can, and then I can go over to Duncan Trussell. No, nope, I don't think. Uh, I don't think I got nothing. All right, Tim. No. Okay. Well, to get on to Duncan Trussell, his birth name was Charles Duncan Trussell. Uh, he was born on April 20th, 1974. 
He grew up along his brother, Jeff Trussell, who in the last episode, he actually talks about a little bit with his, you know, Clancy's mama. And they grew up in Asheville, North Carolina. His father, Julian, died after a long battle with COPD in August 2018. Um, I couldn't really... I have it in my notes that I couldn't figure out like why his mom passed away. But then I watched the last episode of, um, uh, I was about to say, come on, man. (laughs) I have it in my notes that I wrote two days ago. And then I watched the episode and I'm like, Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, she passed away, um, from cancer from a long battle. It sounded like, and but like when I was doing my notes the other day, I don't think a lot of people have watched Midnight Gospel because it doesn't really tell you on the internet much. Like That's it right. does now. Got to listen to the podcast, baby. I know, and I am now. I am <laughs> now. I'm actually He's got addicted like to it now. So two like two hour interviews with his mom. Like yeah, one. I want to go back and listen to the ones with his mom because she's. I she's like really down to earth, super smart and Oh, this mom's really cool, yeah. I know she was like a minded. I wanna say she was a psychologist. Yeah. I think that yeah, that's correct. If I'm not mistaken. Um yes. Yeah, no, dude, it's wild. I wish I could fucking talk to my mom like that. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so to keep going, Trussell uh, received his early education in his hometown, and then he went on to Warren Warren Wilson College, uh, where he received a, a graduation diploma. He obviously is a stand-up comic, but he's also a, an American actor, a voice actor, and then, like we've talked about many times, he is very widely known for his podcast, The Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Um he has had very, he's had a lot of appearances, um, over the years, not many, um, I guess projects of his own until now. And I really hope we keep seeing him do more projects because it's, it's been awesome. Like it's crazy to see what he's got roped up in his mind. Uh, but he's been on the Joe Rogan experience Joe Rogan questions everything. He's been on Stupid Face, Showtime's La La Land, Comedy Central's Nick Schwartz's Pretend Time, uh, HBO's Funny or Die Presents, um, and many, many more. I know him from when me, when Quentin started talking about him. I actually didn't realize it, but I know him from Drunk History. Yeah, um, he's friends with the creator. Yeah, and he's, he's got been interviews. On three he's episodes got, or four episodes, I think. He's got interviews with the the creator of Drunk History on his podcast as well. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those then. Those are pretty far back in there, like probably 2000. Fuck, I don't remember. 2000. <laughs> fuck was my favorite year of the, the 2000. Fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say 2012, but I don't know if that's when the the episodes with him came out or not. God, we were babies then. Yeah. Yeah, dude, right? That's fucked up. Um, He has a lot of uh, television credits, uh, including like Mad TV, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, he hosted Br- yes. uh, Thunder Brain. Yes. 
which I, which is a comedy silence pilot for Comedy Central, which I have not seen, but it sounds interesting. Um, he also appeared obviously on Cartoon Network's Adventure Time. Yes. Um, he's voiced some oddball characters here and there, and then on he, what? On Adventure Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, like I said, he's been on Drunk History, and I actually wrote down the ones because I want to go back and watch them. I know I've seen them all, but he was on the Tesla Edison episode, the Great Escape episode, Drugs, and then Whistleblowers. And I think the drug episode was the one with the dolphins that he was talking about. I don't know if he was talking about that one, but I think that's the one that they were he was on. What? Are you? What? <sighs> what about dolphins now? What are you talking about? Okay, Drunk History had this episode where they had dolphins that they would like. They were trying to teach them how to like do stuff, and then like the and ladies would, give would them just LSD? like, yeah, they would give them like drugs, and they would like beat them off oh. and stuff. Oh yeah, dude, that's that's like a yeah. We talk about that a long time ago, but yeah, <coughs> no, no. I didn't know there was a Drunk History episode about it. I just remember finding out yeah. about that shit and being like, "Do you guys know about this?" Yeah. CIA's no, so, fucked up, right? Yeah, yes. dude. Um, I forget what that one was called. There's probably some weird fucking Operation Code name for it. Oh, Operation yeah. Dolphin Fuck. Operation <laughs> Amphibian Ejaculation. Well, yeah, they were like they started beating him off because I guess like he would, Operation the Bay of Wigs. Would, <laughs> the dolphin would start acting out and wouldn't like learn stuff. So they figured out that he was like sexually frustrated, but then he started using it against them and he knew if he acted out, he would just get like beat off. Yeah. So it was like yeah. a really odd story. Like, <laughs> so our CIA, you know, funded of, you know, a I program thought the chick where, who, I thought the chick who beat off the dolphin got fired though. There were two women, and I believe the one of the women got let go, and then the project ended up getting dismantled shortly after. See, they were really the what they were trying left, to do. Maybe? What they were trying to do was train the dolphin to kill uh, Castro, much like every other CIA operation in the mid sixties. <laughs> Honestly, that makes more sense. <laughs> that. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Um, This is also, I found a fun fact. He also served as uh, a a writer and a consultant for Jason Sudeikis when he hosted the 2011 MTV Movie Awards. I did Um, not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember watching them back in the day, and I thought Jason Sudeikis was a pretty good host, so that kind of explains it. Is Jason Sudeikis the dude who had his cock out in that one movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, I don't even remember that movie. Is he the dude from How I Met Your Mother? No. Okay, then it's not the same guy. Jason Sudeikis was... He was on SNL, wasn't he? Let's see. Oh yeah, this is not the same guy. Yeah, I don't know why I always think that's someone else. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I do that once all again. The time, Tim doesn't so know celebrity right. names. 
<laughs> um, okay, so to keep going on some of his stuff, he co-hosted the Lavender Hour podcast with Natasha Leguero. Leguero? Lajaro. Oh I had to fuck up someone in an episode, right? Um, he did this through January 2012. Um, he now obviously hosts his own podcast. Um, this podcast, if you have not listened to it and we have not given too much away, he obviously invites guests on. They range from a wide variety of people, celebrities. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I said one of those moments where I like had to take in breath for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, he, he, I don't know, Quentin, what kind of guests has he had on through the years? You've, you've listened to it a lot longer than any of us have. He's got Satanists. He's got Buddhists. He's got comedians. He's got fucking anything. You well, can think if Reddit of. has taught me anything. It's that Satanists if, and comedians are one and the same. Dude, he performed, <laughs> Duncan performed at, um, who's the, the Church of Satan, the founder? What's his son's name? I forget off the top of my head. His son's name? I don't remember. I can't, I can't even that think of That is such Anton a specific LeVay. question. Are we talking about Anton LaVey? Are we talking Lucian about... Lucian Greaves. Other? Lucian Greaves okay. is his name. It, Duncan performed at his wedding. He did. They're gonna say bat mitzvah. <laughs> I don't think Satanists have bat mitzvah. But they have baal mitzvahs. They got bafo. Bafo mitzvahs. Baal mitzvah. Baal mitzvah. That's even better. This is that's what I stumbled through saying the first of... time. Huh? What did you say, John? What? I was gonna say this is starting to get to a level of um, yes, kind of like yes. anti-Semite kind of thing. <laughs> so. How's the anti what? <laughs> Talking about bat mitzvahs and Satanists, I don't know, man. What's anti-Semitic about that? I'm not what. <laughs> Boy, you be stretching. I was stretching, obviously. <laughs> okay, so to keep going, uh, Duncan also voiced a character, Dave. He was a moth on the experiments um, in an HBO animated show, Animals. He, Dave. Dave, yeah. Dave the moth. Is that the is. name of a little dicky show? Yeah. So, Sorry, I just came to... Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, have you? No, I just keep seeing it on and I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is... I've heard it's really funny. Me. Fair enough. But I haven't watched it yet, so and I don't know if I really want to get into it yet. I don't know if I'm I don't know. But anyways. Uh to get into some personal stuff about him, on December fourteenth, twenty twelve, Trussell announced that he had been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Uh the cancer was successfully treated and he only has one testicle now. Um, I didn't specifically find anything on the internet saying that he has one testicle. That is actually a Quentin quote. So, yes. Duncan, if you do have both testicles, this is Quentin's fault. Um, on June 27th, 2018, Trussell announced the Joe Rogan Experience podcast that he was going to be a father. Um, he now has uh, two sons. And... <laughs> 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Since when does he have two sons? I I guess recently. I don't know. He has a wife no. and two sons, it says. Yeah. <laughs> says who? The internet. That is very wrong, bud. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay, well, maybe he only has one. I've uh, never heard him talk about his second child. <laughs> I don't, the internet says that he that unless maybe his wife he has now had another kid like before they got married I don't know but anyways I, don't I guess he doesn't I guess look into it and let us know and um, lastly all I have on him is that he got his first tattoo in January 2019 for his first son and that's about it that's all I got when's he gonna have the kid on I don't know. Probably next month. He's gonna make the at, at the age of two. He's gonna make him confront death. <laughs> Do you think his kids watch the show? I fucking hope not. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I've talked forever about the creators, and maybe we'll edit some of that out so that it's not so freaking long. But um, Quentin, or uh, I'm sorry, Tim, I think you took some notes throughout the show. And do you want to go through <laughs> some of the points and the stuff and we can kind of talk about them, talk through them? Uh, yeah, sure. I have five notes that I took. Uh, and I will just read them. They were kind of stream of consciousness thoughts. Uh, my first note, Polly Shore is in this show. What the fuck? If I'm not mistaken, he's actually been on the podcast before, too. That's probably true. I just didn't was not expecting to see Paulie Shore show up in the credits, and then... When... Well, who did he voice, or what? Um, the I, didn't, I don't remember the episode with the Rose. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. That's weird. Okay. Uh... My next note is them crow titties looking mighty fine two months into quarantine. So for people who uh, are wondering, there's been this long-running joke uh, that Duncan Trussell does about crow's milk. Uh, At first, he was for crow's milk. Now he's against crow's milk. Don't drink crow's milk. Stop drinking crow's milk. Actually... I have a face. I ordered a face mask from the merch shop that says that because it's funny because it's red like a MAGA hat. Uh-huh. So I want people to think it's like a MAGA thing, and then they look at it and they see, "Stop drinking crow's milk." I never told you that I almost bought a uh, a hard times face mask, where oh. all it said across the front was "gamer." Oh my god! <laughs> and that I didn't end up doing too. it. I kind of regret it now. Could have been a piece of history, Tim. You could have, yeah. You could have showed it to your grandkids and been like, "This is what I wore during the quarantine." <laughs> and be like, "Shut up, Grandpa." We it was either care. that, or I was gonna buy like a full hazmat suit and just wear that to Walmart. <laughs> just wear a gas get kicked mask out. around. Get kicked, yeah. Get kicked out of Walmart. I don't think you would get kicked out of Walmart. Honestly, I've seen some pretty ridiculous things. I mean, not not today. Like if it was four months ago probably oh yeah yeah today they'd just be like oh this guy's being extra safe (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, what's your next point? Uh, sad dog during karmic rebirth scene. What is this, Watership Down? I don't know what Watership Down is to begin with. <laughs> yeah. It's a what, movie. What is that? It's a movie that was rated for children that involved, like, rabbits in, like, kind of realistic violence between these rabbits trying to survive. Mm. Okay. I guess it's, like, one of those movies that a lot of people are like, oh, this this is childhood trauma for me. I've never heard of it. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Apparently gotcha. the, it was based on a book that's even, like, more graphic. But they had tried to adapt it down for kids and still made it pretty graphic. <laughs> um, my next note, Pizza Rat Insect Prolapse. I don't remember where this one's from. But I remember seeing... A pizza rat and be like haha that's a funny that's a funny little meme and i think oh this isn't all one scene i think i think then there's like a there's an insect that like prolapses and the other insects like eat it or something but the pizza rat comes first so it's two different scenes just the well it's like the same scene i think it's like painting across like Uh, a area and there's like weird shit going on in the background and those are two of the things happening gotcha and then I foolishly have a note called Are the Shoes a Thing That I Don't Get? And then before we recorded, Quinn pointed out that it's a walk a mile in someone else's shoes, like, allegory slash metaphor. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> because the main character, Clancy, collects shoes from all of his interviews. Every episode, he gets a new pair of shoes. My I favorite love is. Them too. Two feet, four four shoes. Yeah, two feet, four oh, yeah. shoes is awesome. The, the little the, tiny that... pair of shoes, too, that he had were pretty cute when he was the octopus guy. Oh, yeah, with the Nick Turn episode. Yeah. Like, you gave me nothing. I get it. Haha. <laughs> and then he looks at their tiny little shoes. Duncan said, I don't remember if it was Duncan or somebody in like one of the live streams. Because he does these live streams, and somebody—I don't remember if it's him or somebody else—said something about the shoes' colors representing something. I was like, "What?" Like each shoe in up in each episode yeah, represents like each color. Yeah, each color of shoe represents something different. And like the only thing I could think of was like the seven chakras, because I don't think he gets a pair of shoes from his mom, does he? In episode eight, I don't eight? think so no. because, because episode eight something ends. bad happens. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. give it away because episode eight was like so uh, mind boggling to me. But yeah, something he does not get shoes, but something so, shoes are involved in that episode at the end. The only thing I can think of color wise is seven chakras, but the colors of the shoes don't match with the colors of the chakras, I don't think. So I don't Could know. It just be like colors that uh, depict like emotions like through different episodes, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's not deep enough for him. Like I feel like it has to be a very deep meaning. I don't know. There's, yeah, there, I, there's everything has fucking meaning in this show. The fucking. Yeah. Uh, what is the rats I, making a Aztec pyramid for the rose mean? It was like a culty thing because they're like, "Oh, the rose can heal us." No, so yeah, they're like, I, mean, I just that just feel like it, felt <laughs> like it came out of nowhere, other than the healing factor that it has. 
so I don't know. It just felt weird, but I, I, I enjoyed it nonetheless. It's probably some representative thing of religions, in a sense. Yeah, religions growing up around this supernatural healing power. Force. Yeah. yeah. That's how I would interpret it, but I could be wrong because, like I said, there's so much to unpack with every fucking episode. Um, like I was saying, um, I don't know if I was saying at the beginning of what we were talking on this podcast or if it was before we started recording, but I feel like I really have to go back and rewatch it. I do. Same, honestly. And, oh, I watched it. I watched the show three times already, bitches. Yeah. I know you told me, and I know one of those were a fun time, so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys mean? No, I, I don't, I don't know. My name is Nathan Fielder. <laughs> um, um, anyways, all right, so those are all Tim's points. Um, yes. I now want to hand it over to you. Our in-house Duncan Trussell expert, uh, Q has done some background between Duncan, the Midnight Gospel, and obviously knows so much more uh, about a lot of what goes on in the mind of the creator uh, or the mastermind behind the show. So you can go ahead and take it away and just go into it, man. That's a bold statement. Yeah, actually, <laughs> just just hold back a little bit. <laughs> so, like I said, this is filled with fucking symbolism, Easter eggs, just crazy shit. Uh, episode one, for example, straight out the gate, uh, the pregnant woman is voiced by Natasha Lajaro, like we mentioned earlier, Duncan's ex-fiance, uh, which is really cool that there's still like cool you know like all these fucking years later because he's had her on the podcast after they split up like multiple times and he's like married now so i don't know it's cool that like somebody can do that like be friends with their ex like that still did they talk about the mind-bending show she was in on netflix do you guys know did you guys watch that no uh no no i haven't watched it I i did not know that yeah, it's it's a. I don't want to say anything. It's a, it's a wild show and a half. <laughs> it kind of fits like the themes of confronting trauma in a way. So I thought maybe it would fit with his, you know, very deep, like introspective style of discussion. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna check it out. It's cool. Uh, there's a there's a fun theory that when the pregnant lady who's voiced by her gives birth, it's supposed to be representative of like the DTFH because uh, the podcast was their baby, as people have described it. Um, episode three, there's these steps in the background of the ship. Uh, that look like the the steps in this picture that depicts the the steps of Freemasonry. And if you guys know anything about Freemasons, a little uh, bit. I've looked them up a little bit, and I know enough from National Treasure. That's a good reference, right? Yes. I guess. There's gonna be a third one. 
Oh my god, really? Yeah, Jerry Brockheimer uh, confirmed that it is in pre-production. So that's good. Anyway. Um. So there's... Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm fucking... Um, there's... <laughs> Quinn's all off I don't know, dude. I'm not point. having a good time right now. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> Um, I, don't know, I think the overarching theme of ignoring your problems lead to bad things is cool. Where Duncan or Clancy ignores the multiverse simulator manual, and then bad shit happens. Yeah, I love that episode of um where it starts melting down, and you can just—I mean—you can just progressively see it happening. I mean, that was the episode the where I realized that he lives on a Mobius strip, so that was interesting. Yeah. And there's uh, other weird like simulation farmers. Yeah. Harvesting artifacts, baby. And that's also the one that you figure out that um his simulation. Is that supposed like to be like that's supposed to be like an Alan Watts reference or like a A who? Or an Alex Gray reference. Who are these people? Uh Alan Watts was like a lecturer fucking uh he like he was really good at like talking about like the psychedelic experience and like Alex Gray he does the album covers for Tool Uh. and those are paintings of like DMT experiences so he's people say they bring back they bring things back from the DMT realm or the psychedelic realm. So like to me it's like, oh, is the multiverse simulator supposed to be like a a metaphor for psychedelics? Oh, it could be, yeah. And stuff like that, like mind enhancing substances. I felt like I was on the Joe Rogan experience because I kept hearing the word DMT. <laughs> Oh, that's um, another podcast I could start listening to. I haven't given that a chance yet. Uh, pick and choose. Okay. As of late, it's not that great. But that's whatever. Gotcha. Um, there's actually a pretty cool multiverse simulator guide you can find online. Like It's on Imager, I know for sure. Um, one of the pages specifically says, uh, don't stick your head in it. You're supposed to use those prods the that, the, yeah, that the other farmers are using. Ah. So Clancy's just doing everything wrong, is what you're telling me? Yes, yes. He just has because no idea what he's doing. He's just trying to be a podcaster, all right? I can relate. Spacecaster, <laughs> man. He's trying to, yeah. trying to escape his weird family life and become a podcaster on a Mobius strip in the middle of space. I think we all can relate to that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Quentin, if you have anything to add, let me know. And then if you don't, we can go on to the next uh, yes. next little segment. So we've talked about the show, the creators, and uh, now let's get into a little short segment about um, some of our opinions and our favorites of the show. Um, I want to ask you guys 
what was your favorite episode slash guest? And if it's different ones, let me know. Um, For me, episode five was my favorite. Uh, I really like Jason Louv to begin with. He has a pretty cool podcast called Ultra Culture you guys should listen to. Um, but that was the one about he was the soul bird and the soul prison. There was a lot of fun things that I to dissect with that one um like the one time bob was climbing the rope and then got like shot up real fast and like crashed through the window or the dome whatever the fuck it was a glass dome at the top of the tower and then lands on a spike that's like to me i interpreted as like "Eh, there's no fast track to getting better you gotta put in the work yeah. That oh, when he like shoots himself. Oh, like actually yeah. shoots. Himself. I thought you meant like the multiple times he actually gets shot. No, no, no. Like I'm talking about the time where yeah, he yeah, just yeah. goes. He sling shoots himself. Out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, lands on the spike. I regret not putting that episode as my favorite now because I really liked but, that because yes. it was it was a huge episode about like I don't know like so many different things. About, like, how you said you can't really fast-track it, but, like, it's also about, like, perseverance and figuring out, I don't know, life, yourself, all that stuff to get yourself farther. And it was, that was a very big episode to unravel, for sure. Uh, Another thing I just thought about is uh, one specific quote where Jason's talking about meditation, and it's more of a thing where you just sit with the feeling um i like that a lot because most people in like the west imagine meditating is like clearing your mind and going to this serene place but nah like you're supposed to quiet down the chattering monkey that is the feeling not ignore it yeah fucking idiots through Um, i don't know through this up like through this series too i've also like thought about meditation as a different thing as i used to think about it as um it's not like the movies you know yeah i'm sorry you cut out man what did you say (laughs) i all i got was it's not like the movies like meditation isn't like it is in the movies you know like it's Our first experience with meditation was reaching the avatar state. Yeah. So. That's fair. I don't think you're going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) The avatar state, just enlightenment. You got a few more state. Yeah, kind of. You got a few more cycles to go before you can hit the avatar state. (laughs) Uh, Another neat thing about that episode specifically was the Egyptian... Uh, scale of yeah, scale of what is it? Scale of Horus. I thought it was uh, Anubis. The scale of Anubis. I don't know why I said Horus. Horus is the sun god, and also the first Jesus. Yeah, the original Jesus, and then they copied it. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, that was cool. The whole like, if your heart weighs more than a feather. Then you go to hell. Soul, the soul prison, I'm assuming, is supposed to be hell. 
right? Yeah, yeah I mean, so that's I, kind I, of how so. I interpreted it. I mean, isn't that kind of put blatantly on the head when the simulator says, like, I put these, like, people here for eternal punishment or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the unruly, uh, whatever they were called. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really beat around the bush on that one. There, but there were also, like, characters from past episodes in that prison. So I didn't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think they were just kind of trying to tie stuff. Cause yeah, they had, I think they was... had fucking Trudy, who, like, Trudy didn't seem like a wayward no. person. You know? So I don't know why she got put in the soul prison. Because he didn't rub the green goo on the space vagina. That maybe. Maybe that was just part of the malfunction. Yeah. Who knows? But speaking of Trudy, she was actually my favorite guest. Trudy Goodman from episode four. Uh, the one with the rose. Uh, my favorite quote is, oh, fuck, what did he say? Trudy, my booty is hungry or whatever. Yeah, Polly, it's f- Polly Shore. Oh, Polly Shore plays Prince Jamrel. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. I fucking love Prince Jamrel. He splits open. There's a demon in his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that one was all about. I couldn't explain. I think that was just Pendleton going nuts. No, obviously. Obviously, there's more than just Pendleton making everything. Um, It's the whole fucking team of people. That's why there's so much stuff packed everywhere, because the people at Titmouse go out of their way to do that. They kind of just try to... From what I've heard, uh, I actually briefly spoke to somebody who used to be at titmouse the animation studio that made the midnight gospel and she said yeah people would always just try to throw in their own little fucking thing into everything so that's why i think that's another reason you have so much fucking stuff to unpack visually every episode yeah like pizza rat insect prolapse Precisely. <laughs> um, that's awesome. that's all I got. All right, Tim. Uh, what about you? I don't know. I think all the episodes were great. I think all the interviews and talks were great. Um, I would agree with Quentin though on that. The uh, episode with the Soul Prison was really really good. I mean, it it was just like I don't know. It really hit something in me. That I was just very interested. And. Yeah. Yeah I kind of. I tend to. Like I said earlier. I kind of regret not putting that episode as well. Um, Because originally I. I liked the first episode. The zombie episode. But mostly because they were kind of talking about how there's. You know not. There's no bad drugs or good drugs. It's just they're different. They're used for different things. And you can abuse them no matter what. Um, And I thought that was a really interesting um, kind of topic. Uh, And then obviously I love the last episode um, because I always love like the um, talk of life and death and the acceptance and the um, talking about the way you can react to situations and stuff like that. But going back to like your guys' point, episode five was like, I don't, Tim, you kind of said it 
like it kind of hit somewhere inside that I don't know it it made me uh, in a cheesy way want to do better and kind of realize my actions and how I'm living to kind of live better um you know he's yeah like, I mean I I didn't want to say it because it felt cheesy when I was thinking it too yeah but I had the same reaction yeah it's it's not like um I don't know yeah it is it is a cheesy way to say it. it's just like you can kind of just it's almost like that whole episode is like, hey, listen, like you're going to fuck up a bunch. But like if you use that, you can do better. You can be better. And it's like something that's so painfully obvious. But like until it's like put out in front of you, especially in this way, you kind of don't realize it. And it definitely kind of hit like in a way like hit home pretty hard. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's that pretty much exactly encapsulate how I felt about it. Okay, so we talked about some of the favorite guests, favorite um, episodes. Let's talk about our favorite avatars because there's um, a lot of them. There was a lot that he didn't use. There was a lot that he did use, and I kind of want to see what you guys think. I really liked the Avatar from Episode 2. I think it was called Braxis. Uh, Is it a bird? Yeah, the head of a cock and the snakes for legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is based off of a Braxis, which from my understanding is a Gnostic holy word. And I've read that Abraxas is God and the Demiurge. The Demiurge is the lower God. Because, like, the Gnostic belief is that we are created inside the mind of, like, a lower God because our world is imperfect and no God that could create this world is perfect. That makes Hell sense. yeah, dude. I That's, love uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, this is Elder Scrolls in real life. I know. <laughs> I could talk for hours about like the weird godhead shit in the Elder Scrolls, but I won't uh, go into that right now. Yeah, um, Carl Jung, if you guys know who he is, good. Yes, psychologist who worked alongside. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, not Freud. Was it Freud? I think it might be. I think he worked with Freud a lot. He had the whole Jungian shadow thing, but um. Carl Jung has said that Abraxas is a being higher than the Christian god and devil and is essentially both of them in one being. I don't know, man. Gnosticism is wild. Yeah, it's... I kind of want to learn more about it. Alternative Christian... I don't want to call it alternative Christian thought. It's a very... Alternative Western religion, I guess, if you want to put it that way. No, it's christian in its roots like it yeah so it's it wasn't like a western thing well i mean i guess westward expansion christianity um but yeah no it it has its roots with like regular christianity regular christians uh used to view it as like a heretical thing and they used to say i think it was the book of I forget. I can't pronounce his fucking name. It starts with a P. He says that Gnostic Christians 
eat babies as the Eucharist and have orgies. Ooh. Sounds like my what kind if... of fucking party. But but they readily but you know, fundamentalists readily accept the Book of Enoch where it talks about aliens coming down to Earth. Yes. And taking that talks about the Nephilim and the Seraphim. It's fine. It's fucking fine, dude. It's okay. But orgies? <laughs> orgies are bad. Than. Orgies? Bad. Cutting off 27 foreskins? Good. Good. Um, my favorite avatar was the little man from episode 3. I don't know. The he little just man like from the, episode 3. Or he's oh. literally just like a head and feet almost. Oh, are you talking about the dodos thing? Like the dodo bird kind of looking? Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just loved how derpy he looked. He has a funny name, too. I forget. But, like, all he is is he keeps getting off balance and just bouncing around and stuff. Loved that. It was a close tie between that and um, the, like, surfer dude who gets put into the wrong world in episode five or six oh yeah when he wants to go to the orgy planet uh-huh um i think that was no that was episode six that should be episode six world, right? yeah i think that's the one where it's like the blank world and then no the blank i thought the blank world was oh, after the blank world's death yeah blank world's episode seven yeah uh, i don't remember but yeah no that was I just thought it was funny that it carried over. He got, like, wasted at the end of the episode and carried over in the next one. That Oh, yeah. And he fucking <laughs> pukes, pukes on the flower, and he's like, who fucking puked on the flower? This is so, terrible. I can fix right. this. Charlotte cleaned it up for him. Fun fact about Charlotte, actually, since this is the first mention of her, I forgot about this. Charlotte was originally a one-off gag for episode one that ended up being used throughout every episode. I do like that he picked up all these things throughout the episode and they kind of just carried on like the rose, the Charlotte, the shoes. Like it was like it wasn't he was pulling them back out of this augmented reality that he was in. Well, that's what the artifact farmers are doing, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just really so I interesting. I guess it's the same thing, but I, I guess his had more meaning behind it than just like these yeah, yeah. artifacts that would get money like he like his had more meaning behind it. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Um I guess that's I guess I mean last minute comments anything else that uh you want to talk about or whatever and or any last minute things that you loved about the show or want to shout out. I mean, I just want to talk about how I was sitting there silently weeping at episode 8. Like, I don't know, man. That episode hits hard. Yeah, dude. It's, uh... It's something, dude. Yes. I, uh... I didn't cry, but, man, I started tearing up every time, and I was so close. And I think if I was, like, alone watching it, I definitely would have, for sure. Yeah. I mean, dude, I still fucking cry. I knew exactly what was happening, too. I knew. I knew. I The second that Duncan, well, I guess, yeah, in that episode, he's Duncan, uh, walks out 
and his mom says hi Duncan I immediately start crying every time all three times I've watched it that is when the tears start the second you hear her voice I'm like fuck <laughs> yeah I mean my final words listen to the Duncan Trussell family hour um watch this fucking show uh it, i mean a lot of people will call it hippie stupid woo woo bullshit but i don't know man i think a lot of it has improved my life significantly a lot of the uh ideas and stuff that is discussed i agree to that that's a good last minute comment um all right well i think that is all we got uh, we can ra- wrap up and uh, kind of just give our uh, plugs here. Uh, Quinn, if you want to start us off. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter.com, at uh, Gondola Driver. I mostly just use it for skate clips, and that's about it. Nice. How about you, Tim? My one letter of the week this week is going to be L for... Uh, Johnny Legs. <laughs> uh, my letterboxed where I haven't reviewed a movie in about a month because I haven't watched a real movie in about a month is Timmy C. Nice. Uh, look for the picture of I think it's still Mike Staclasa from Red Letter Media. Uh,. That's all for me, folks. Nice. Well, as usual, you can find me um, at John Bergenthaler at on Instagram. You can also find our um, podcast on Instagram. It's Rewind Period Reload Period Pod. Um, you guys can send us a message or whatever if you want us to discuss something or if you guys had something to add that we can, you know, talk about on the show. And then you can also email us with any of those, you know, topics or even mistakes at rewind and reload podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for sitting through and listening to uh, kind of our review and some background on this awesome TV show that a lot of people need to, you know, go out and watch. So that is all I have for tonight. I think that's all you guys have for tonight. So we'll, we'll talk in about uh, two weeks. Take it easy. See you.